Welcome and thank you for listening to episode four of Shyaspera. Today you get two for the price of one, and since this series is currently free, there is no price. We have a rare, long-lasting married couple, both in the entertainment industry, William Daniels, aka Mr. Feeney, and Bonnie Bartlett. If you want to watch the rare occasion of me taking this show remotely to my guest's actual home, subscribe to Shyaspera on YouTube. For all show merch, head to Shyaspera.com and go follow the show on socials at Shyaspera and me at Mark Morgan Official. Thanks for listening, watching, and subscribing. This gorgeous uh, campus on this lake, it was, uh, you know, it was incredible. That was Northwestern. Hello and welcome to Shyaspera, the show where we interview those who have left Chicago, but Chicago never left them. Today we have two amazing guests. They're a married couple. They're one of the few married couples that have uh, lasted out here in L.A. together for many years. We have William Daniels and Bonnie Daniel, or Bonnie Bartlett, if you know her, from Little House on the Prairie. We have St. Elsewhere. Both of you are on St. Elsewhere. That's right. Uh, I grew up knowing William or Bill as Mr. Feeney, of course. Oh, right. Uh, and, of course, uh, also, I went to film school, so the graduate, I knew you from that. Uh-huh. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, you have a you have an autobiography, a memoir, mm-hmm. called There I Go Again. Yes. Your wife made me read it prior to this interview, <laughs> uh, basically forcing so- me. I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. It was one of the best things she did because it's funny. I, I got a call. This is how the phone call went. Bonnie calls me up. She says, hello. I said, hello? She's like, what do you want? I said, what do you mean what do I want? She said, uh, you, you want to interview my husband? I said, yes. Uh, I think, who, who, are, who is this? She's like, oh, you want to interview my husband, William Daniels? I was like, yes. She's like, did you read his, his book? And I said, no, I had not. She's like, call me back after you read his book. I read it in two days. And I loved it. It really was really good. It was it was a nice it was nice to get to kind of know you mm-hmm. outside of the Feeney graduate mm-hmm. world. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was funny also because there's just uh, I I've always been more of a film and TV guy myself. I learned a lot about theater. I mean, I I go to the theater all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife loves theater, but it was just interesting to get. I love the behind the scenes of That's how That's what I the, wanted you to see, yes. the theater part. It was amazing. And obviously, the reason we're talking to you today about Chicago is that you both went to Northwestern. That's right. And uh, you both were in the theater program, and that's where you met, correct? Yes. That's how it all began. That's right. Officially. Uh, even though, uh, I'll, I'll do a little bit of preface here so we don't have to go too far, but I mm-hmm. highly recommend people read the book. And before we're done, we should probably hold the book in front of the camera just so people <laughs> see what to get. You are a act, child actor essentially. Your mom, you and your sister were like a dancing duo. You mm-hmm. did all your singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. And then things kind of changed when you went to for World War II, correct? That's right. You went overseas. Yes. Uh, no combat. No. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. He, the way he described it, it was like the easiest trip in the world. But right. he didn't get to learn any Italian. He didn't do anything like that. But, no. he, but he went. Yes. When you came back, though, mm-hmm. uh, you went to Chicago to do a visit, from my understanding. Yes. Tell tell me tell the the audience a little bit about how you even stepped into Chicago and getting into Northwestern seemed almost like a fluke. It was kind of an interesting story. Yes. Yes. So, so tell us that. Well. Uh, you went to visit your sister who was doing a play. Oh, that's right. Uh, was that Carol? Carol. Yes. She was doing a play with uh, Walter Houston Houston called Apple of His Eye, and she was the apple, and she was terrific in it. And uh, I uh, got back from Italy uh, being drummed out of, uh, uh, as a staff sergeant, as a matter of fact, uh, and my father said, you want to go out to Chicago and see your sister? I said, sure. 
So we got on a plane, went out, and my mother said, you know, uh, I think there's a school up north here uh, that is one of the schools that was recommended when Howard Lindsay told you to uh, write the government about schools who uh, have good theater departments. And Northwestern was one of them. Because of the GI Bill. Otherwise, yes. he would never right. go yes. to college. He actually came in uniform, from my understanding. Yes, yes. that's right. I, and I went there on the GI Bill. And uh, the guy who interviewed me, uh, first of all, I saw this gorgeous campus on this lake. And I thought, oh, wow, this is just beautiful. It's gothic buildings and so forth. And I went in without an appointment to this interview. And uh, he was rather mediocre about uh, uh, the way the interview, were, interview was going until he, uh, I mentioned that I'd been on Broadway. And then he kind of... Uh, he changed his tune. Yes, <laughs> he kind of changed his tune. And, uh, and said to me, well, listen, doing a, an exam over there, an entrance exam. Well, you know, as a child uh, performer, my uh, education was rather spotty, you might say, and <laughs> the idea of going and for an exam was something that uh, I wasn't used to. However, I went there, and I'm sitting there with this pages of uh, yes and no answers, you know, and I'm saying, I don't know, could be yes, could be no. Is there a maybe option? Huh? <laughs> 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 it's just funny to me, you walk in and auto automatically go to an entrance exam. Yes. That, doesn't, that doesn't exist no, today. No, it's not like no, that. You no, have to, there's a list. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he just walks in, yeah. he's like, I, I guess. <laughs> Very different today. No, it's, as we yes. know. it's a completely as we different know. game. Yeah. Well, uh, it took me an awful long time to get through this, and I heard a voice above me say, <clears throat> "Are you finished?" And I looked around, and the place was empty. All the other kids had left, <laughs> and I was still. <laughs> I said, "Well, yeah, I guess all right." And I handed in an unfinished paper, and I got on the train to go back to Chicago. And I thought, "Well, kid, you blew that one." Uh, but it turns out, no, uh, they found me acceptable. But you, call, huh? you had to call your school to get the grades. Oh, right? yes. Oh, that's a funny story. Yes, yeah, you kind of like walked, as you yes. say, ass backward into a lot of situations. Yes, yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and uh, this Mr. Lodge where I went, it was an, uh, an apartment on 54th Street where kids in show business went. And, you know, I'd go in and, and sit for a little bit and then say, I have an appointment and I'd go down and read my New York Times at the chock full of notes and, you know, forget about uh, that education. Sure. So my education was pretty spotty. But it was the New and, York Times. Uh, that yeah. was your yeah. education. Well, but, that's not a bad education, I yeah. guess. I got a phone call much later uh, from Mr. Lodge, who ran that school, saying, said to me, uh, you're, uh, you're going to college? Like, like a sp surprise on his voice. I said, yes, yes. He said, well, I have this here uh, asking about your grades and so forth. I said, yes, we ha have to uh, have that. And he said, well, you know, we had a fire here. Uh, and I said, oh, my God. He said, yes, all my records were uh, 
were They're burnt. burned up, you know. He said, uh, do you remember any of your grades? <laughs> oh, oh, sure, sir. <laughs> I think uh, I might. Uh, so he, I was in collusion with him. He knew there was no fire there. He just never kept any grades or records. And so we sort of made up a... I tried to stay within 90 to, uh, average. Sure, sure. Although I'm sure it was a lot less than Well, you put down that. classes that you had never had. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like English? I never had English classes. Well, no. Huh? And history. You never had I history. Had, uh, yeah, I never had a history, and here I'm going to play John Adams. Again. Yeah, I was going to say, you've done a lot of history <laughs> for, for a guy who didn't do history. Yes, exactly. You might say he's an autodidact. Right. He's self, self-taught. Yeah. The funniest story that you told me about there was that you went in and you heard about trigonometry. So you said to the, one of the teachers there, I want to learn trigonometry. So he didn't know it either. The so teacher the two, didn't know the it either. The two of them sat down and tried, well, without any preliminary math. Just let's get into it. Kind of thing. Just, so they we tried to, to figure it out together. He couldn't figure it out either, the teacher. <laughs> I love that. Who says that? You know, I, I think today that. I'm just going to do trigonometry. Uh, today I'm going to do trigonometry. And, and why not? Let's just figure it out from scratch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, uh, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so basically I'm a fraud. <laughs> Isn't that what an actor is sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> like they, just, uh, they play somebody else. <laughs> so anyway, I did get into that school. That was Northwestern. That so, was Northwestern. So for the audience, people who don't know Chicago as much, uh, Northwestern is right is in Evanston, Illinois. It is right at the border of where Chicago is, and it's on the north side, right along the lake. Exactly. The, the most beautiful campus. Yes. Um, I used to go there just uh, on the weekends in high school. They, they have this really. Pr I've I've filmed stuff there. They have uh, a rock formation, a really nice rock area in one mm -hmm. of the parks along the way. Mm -hmm. It's so gorgeous. Oh, I yeah. loved it. I love going by there. Uh, I've gone to a lot of football games there. It was just a really nice place. No, to, I just to be. fell in love with it. It was. It was just. He was uh, in heaven. I, yeah, he's from I was Brooklyn. Right, right exactly. Yeah, like the busiest area, yeah, and this is like. Yeah, and here's this gorgeous uh, campus on this lake. It was, uh, you know, it was incredible. Well, you learned to be a student. I, I he learned though. Fortunate enough to um, meet Miss Bartlett here. I love that. Uh, at least in the book, the way you described it is, you were listening to auditions, right? Yeah. And then some girl comes in, you're like, "Who's that?" Yes, exactly. Uh, that was an actress, and so I waited for her at the door, and I said, how about a cup of coffee? And she said, you're too short. <laughs> and I said, come on, have a cup of coffee. She said, okay. It was that fast. She'd been following me around the campus, I learned, much later. I followed him around because he'd been on Broadway. And <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, there he, you go. He, my relationship to Chicago is quite different. As a child, I lived in Moline, Illinois. Yes. Which, by, by the way, is like right by Iowa-ish. It's not too far away. Right yeah. across from Davenport, <clears throat> Iowa. And uh, I had always wanted to be an actress. I wanted to go to, I got, I valid, my father said I had to get a scholarship. So I was a very good student and got, was valedictorian and all that sort of thing. So anyway, I, we would go to Chicago because my grandmother lived there and my aunts, and I didn't like Chicago at all. This is during the summers or during when? When did no, you? just go visit my grandma. Gotcha, just you know, whenever you could. The 30s, and I'm talking about the 30s and 40s, and <clears throat> I did not like it at all. 
Now when I go back, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Chicago kind of reinvented itself. Yes. And it's just a wonderful place to visit. But Northwestern was always wonderful, even though it got very cold in the winter. Yes. Along the water, <laughs> yes. you know, if you had to walk to a class, oh, oh yeah, that wind, that wind, yeah, the yeah. wind. But I was used to it because I was from yeah. Illinois anyway. But yeah. that's how I got that. I only went to Northwestern because my father wouldn't let me go to New York. Ah, uh, he wanted to go. I wanted to go to the neighborhood playhouse. He wouldn't let me go to New York. When wow. I was 18. Well, you showed him after you got married, right? Eventually, you went back. Right. You guys, you guys lived. Well, we went anyway. through school, and because I was going to go through school in three years, I knew how to. But didn't you both? You both finished in three and a half or something. You finished got, early. Yeah, three and a half. We did two summer schools. She got me through. And both of your grades, from what I read, you yes. both did really well. Yes, actually, we did. He got. He went from a kind of a C plus student to an A plus student. At one of the best universities in the world. Yeah, because he <laughs> Not bad. He was very, the courses that we did, no math, no science. Neither one of us would, I could have done the math, but not, I, I wasn't. <laughs> well, he was doing trigonometry from scratch, so. Right. But he, he, but, you know, philosophy, political science. Sure. Those kind of courses he was great at, and much better than I, because of the New York Times. Sure. He knew what was going on in the world much more than I did. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because I was just actressy, actressy, actressy. But at, uh, so, so in Northwestern, right, so you, you were obviously in the theater department together. You saw each other a lot. What did you do? I know you alluded a little bit to what you did uh, on the outside. What did you do in your free time? Did you go into the city? We went in to see certain plays. Yes. We saw Death of a Salesman nice. in Chicago. We saw Streetcar Named Desire in Chicago. Was it the Good Goodman? Do you, do you the know Valley. what theater? We didn't go to the Goodman. No. And it was right before all of the wonderful comedic stuff mm. started to happen there. Sure. sure. So we never knew Viola Spolin or Paul Sills. We never knew them. We later, Bill worked with Barbara Harris, sure. who was Paul Sills' wife, and um, a great comedian. But that all came a little, Mike Nichols, that all came a little after we had left. So we didn't, we didn't get to... Enjoy all that. I understand. But I know you did, at least, I remember you saying something about Howard Street, and you would listen, you would go and listen to jazz bands. My brother... Correct? My brother took us. Is this the Howard that near where I live? Like, is yes. this on, on the border? Yes. I had no yes. idea because there are some big names that apparently played yeah. on that. Well, uh, Evanston was dry. You couldn't get a drink. Howard Street, you'd go to get a beer. That's where they, all the kids would go down there to drink and mm -hmm. go to the clubs. Mm -hmm. What clubs were there at that I time? I don't know. I didn't we know the names of the clubs, but we saw... Um, oh, actually... Uh, Matt King Cole. No, I saw him in Davenport. Oh, you did? My brother arranged for him to come there, and, you know, he had to find a place for him to stay. Nice. Because I remember going into the that venue, sure. and, and my brother, we went up to Matt King Cole. He was very young. And Bill and my brother said, are you okay? Did you Is, is it okay there? And he said, yeah, it's fine, because my brother had to find him a place to stay. No hotel would take him. Wow. Well, None of the hotels It was a different time, him. obviously. And the very mm -hmm. famous singer that we met there, you know, the one with the uh, Billie Holiday. That's the one. Billie Holiday. We met so her. Billie Holiday. My brother oh, yeah. introduced her to us. Wow. Yeah. So he knew, he was fascinated by all those jazz singers. 
You, <laughs> he was an interesting character. But we met. He us, really was. And he would come right out of Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. He was. But it was. Um, uh, she was fascinating. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful mm -hmm. singer. You've, uh, you've, you've met a lot of people through the years, which yeah. is, is kind of remarkable. It's funny, because yeah. I'm reading through the book, and I'm going, who didn't you know? <laughs> like, that's how I felt. I, I mean, one point, you were, uh, this is after Chicago. You went to New York, and you were working in New York for a little bit, mostly theater stuff. From, uh, and then you started actually getting television stuff before he started getting television stuff. I got my oh, yeah. first big job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and tell everybody what job that was. I was a lead on a soap opera. Called and Love of Life. So I started making money. But I had always made money before he didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I, I would work as a secretary. I would work in the department sure, stores. Sure. I essentially support. He would once, once a year, he'd get a show for $500. You know, and that was his income. <laughs> and uh, he, was, he was a lost soul for a while. He really was. He didn't know what to do. You started kind of bouncing around, like you would have a role, and then he would kind of have a, a, a pretty big role for a little bit, and then there'd be a lull in there somewhere. And and he didn't know how to be active. But it was just interesting. Like, you, you're like, oh, I'm friends with Gene Wilder. I'm like, you were? They were very close friends. But the, how funny is that? Like, no one talks about that. No. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah. yeah. So you Gene. Gene and I were close. And we played bridge and we played a lot of bridge. Him his, with first his first wife, wife. who mm -hmm. wrote a wonderful play mm -hmm. yeah. Mary, Mary Mercier was yeah. a funny lady Bill directed something at the studio with Gene and and uh, Mary called the office there were a lot of times where it seemed that fate was going to go a different way you would say no to things a yeah. lot a lot. And then all of a sudden, someone said, you should probably do this. Or she would say, you should probably. And then all of a sudden, okay, I'll do it. And then it becomes like the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> it's just that it's kind of weird luck. Well, it's, it, it was built in my, my genes because I was put in the business by a mother and never uh, uh, was felt that I would have chosen that. If it had been myself, I would have been a doctor or something. Until I realized that this is something I'm really good at. Right. And then I stopped uh, uh, that line of reasoning and, uh, and you know, started to take it seriously and started to take Lee Strasberg seriously. Well, he was kind of a tennis anyone, you know, in the, the play that he did. It was like a, the old theater. And when we got to New York, the new kind of theater was coming in. Brando was there. Right, yeah. All Cassavetes was doing movies out here. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a whole different time. And all of a sudden, I mean, Bill did not fit into that at all. No. But at Northwestern, I must say, Miss Krause just said, you're a character actor. Because he was, he was young and pretty. He was pretty. And, <laughs> and she said, no, no. Pretty? Just, yeah, ta just take it. You were pretty. Just, just take you it. Were. And, and she said, no, 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 you're a character actor. And she started giving him older. Well, when he started working with Lee, then Milton Katsalas saw him in the class. And when it came time to do the zoo story, Edward Albee's first play, Milton called Bill in to read. And of course, Bill thought he was reading for the- For the lead. For the lead, which is, you know, Jerry. They did all the talking. They did all the talking. The, the guy, guy on the bench just sat there. And so he was That's an, the way I looked at it. And he was an older, conservative man. So <laughs> I didn't realize uh, the, the importance of the guy sitting on the bench because the guy sitting on the bench 
is the person that the audience identified with, mm -hmm. not this guy who did all this talking, this strange person. Uh, and so it really was an important part. But I didn't know that for the longest time, you know. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, anyway, Milton knew. And, he, and Bill went in and read, and, and then Milton said, now, would you read the other part for us? Uh, the guy on the bench. Yeah. And he did, he knew. You know, uh, yeah. I, I said the first line, they laughed, and I thought, oh, Christ, they're going to offer me this part. <laughs> right. And not the other part. When he started getting these character parts, right. yes. then he began to work. So he started getting a lot of character parts, like a thousand clowns. He was wonderful. But Tennessee Williams, at one point, yes. handpicked you for something. Well, he approved of him. Yes. That was a major thing for Bill, because that was a role that Ben Gazzara had yes. played. And the director, this was for a tour, mm -hmm. and the director. He had hired somebody Bill. else. Who would look like a halfback. You know, <laughs> but that person had to be okayed by uh, Tennessee and. Uh, uh, Audrey. Audrey, His yes. Agent. Audrey, Audrey. Wood. Audrey Wood. And they said no to him. So they called all the people back, including me, who had been rejected by the. <laughs> by the director, and Tennessee picked me. And then it was important for me because this director and I didn't see eye to eye, so I knew to say yes to him and then do my own thing because he was wrong. And sometimes directors are wrong, and you've got to listen to your own voice. That is something you say a lot in your <laughs> memoir. And the funny thing is, I, what I never understood is after you decide to go your own way, Yeah. The director just kind of lets you go. Oh, yeah. They, they, act know. they, they don't, don't know. even know the difference. They just have this idea in their head, whatever That's it's going right. to be. That's right. What so. I learned was don't fight with him. It's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it. Just yeah. say, right. Yeah, you got it. And then do my <laughs> own thing. And he thinks that's what he was saying. And he wasn't. Uh, it was my They're very idea. insecure. You know. Directors are very well, insecure. Yeah, they don't know what they want half the time. Well, until they see it. They just don't want to fail. Yeah. Well, and you have to yes. know, you have to want to fail. You have to not be afraid of failing. Yep. And, and directors are so afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. It's, you yeah. know, from, from, my, from my perspective, it's not always just about fail. It's like this. You're running, I mean, and by the way, it totally depends if it's television or film, but let's just say it's film, okay? Mm -hmm. You're running an entire production. Everybody's relying on you. And, and everyone's asking you a bunch of questions and really you think that you're supposed to have all the answers That's whether fine. you do or you don't yeah at least what i've learned is that everyone there if you just kind of let them do what they do best mm -hmm. you're going to have the best product you can take the credit later yes that's right <laughs> but the idea is it's kind of other than maybe maybe the framing of the shot or kind mm -hmm. of a little bit of the blocking for the most don't part impose your own idea let them do let what people they do. do what they that's do that's the reason you hired them it, it, that is to correct. To do their job. And you, you do have, I think the director has to have an... You have to have a vision for the vision. whole thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But, but once, like you said, once you hire the person that you're supposed to, who's supposed to be the lead or whatever it is, let them do what they yes, do. Yes, exactly. It really is a collaboration of every single person working together. Mm -hmm. The Emmys, the Oscars, which, by the way, you have won Emmys in the you same year. Mm -hmm. Second time ever, I think, that's what you yes. said yeah. in the history of time, that a couple won the same year, mm -hmm. same show. But it's one of those things where when, when you hand out awards, really, it's, it, the reason these people have to thank everybody 
There are so many people involved. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch them, though? Do you still watch I them? I watch them. I watch them because I'm a kid from Moline. I mean, you know. Right, right. It's, I, I it's mean, still I, that aspirational thing. I still have, I was a fan. I, I was a, you know, chased actors around. And Moline, if anybody famous came, I chased them around. Well, you, la- you landed one at Northwestern. Yeah, and I landed one at, that's true. But they, they have to do it for business. Of course. Well, they have to of course. do it. And they do. of course, it's, if nothing else, if you have somebody who's won from your production, that means mm-hmm. something went well that's in right. that production. That's so right. that's what I'm saying. For St. Elsewhere, when you both won, yeah. clearly they, they cast it well. Yeah, yes, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Right? I think Bruce, the producer of St. Elsewhere, I mean, he and the uh, other producers, the Tinkers and, uh, and Tom, they had wonderful taste. Yeah. They, they brought in such good actors. And... They used Howie Mandel to act, and he didn't even think he was an actor, and he was wonderful. Yeah, no, he's he wonderful. People don't know him as that. People think he's like a game show host. Yeah. Though. No, he was. He's, yeah, he, he, he was, was a, a very good, good, very good actor. actor. Yeah, we we would like to have seen him yes. once, but yes. he made a good choice for himself mm-hmm. to go the sure, way sure. he did. Went. O- over the years, you've done a lot of projects, obviously, for both yeah. of you. Um, Audrey Hepburn is somebody you also work with. Wasn't that your big? Wasn't that your big film role to start off? Two for the road. Two for the road. Well, he came and did the graduate. He did a, a series called Captain Nice. But before that, he was doing a musical with Barbara Harris. Mm. On a clear day, you can see forever. And he got a telegram. His agent got a telegram. They wanted him to do Two for the Road right. with Audrey Hepburn. Right. They wanted Barbara, too, but she didn't want to do it because she was doing a lead in the musical. And he was supporting her. And so he said, well, I'm going. <laughs> and so I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So he went to Paris, and then Captain Nice and the Graduate were all right in between in there. All of that. All of it happened. Like you'd do a pilot, and then you'd go to Europe, do the film, and while you're there, they say, "Hey, the pilot's picked up." So you go back. Right. Right. It's always it's always like that. It's like it's always also probably the most inconvenient time. You're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing," and then you have to jump yeah, onto yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah. yeah. When he had a wonderful run there. Oh my God, that was great. Did did when you guys moved out to Hollywood? Did you have a gig for yourself when you first moved out here yourself, or it was just you came here for Captain Nice, and then did you, what was the next thing that you landed? I stopped acting for almost ten years to wow. take Grace's voice. The kids. And Bill wanted to come out here. He just didn't want to work in the theater anymore. He wanted to live a normal life. So we came out here. And you had one, which is, a, by the way, remarkable. You had long-lasting careers in Hollywood with almost nine to fives. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when when you wanted to have kids, was very interesting to me. It was yeah. very telling because um, you adopted. So you took ten years. Yeah. And you basically were here. You had Captain Nice for a minute. You you landed a couple movie roles. I actually really like the stories that you mentioned specifically about The Graduate. Tell me how that role even came about. Mike wanted him to do a, a smaller role of the clerk that Buck Henry ended up doing. Very funny, very funny scene. And Bill yes, said, oh, right. it was just a, a scene behind a desk in a hotel. Too, too small. It's too small. He said, I, I, I don't want to do another, that. Another role he says no to. Yes, yeah. absolutely. He said, no, 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 Mike, it's too small. And, I, and you know, you don't realize I've done this, I've done that. Mike said, wait a minute. I know everything you've done. And Mike started quoting yes. <laughs> lines from plays Bill had done. And he said, I know what you've done. Okay, how about playing one of the fathers? <laughs> I said, well, wait a minute. 
I'll have to go back and look at that. And that was a much bigger role. So I said, sure, that'd be fine. <laughs> oh, it's funny. He just, Mike Nichols had an interesting way of casting. He, well, yes, he did. He just, and finally, he, he usually uh, leaned toward New York actors, which we were. Yeah, and, uh, I love you. And, uh, you know, if he saw what he wanted, he, it doesn't matter. He'll hire them whether the studio wants them or not which is what happened with Dustin. The studio didn't want Dustin. They wanted Robert Redford or somebody like that. And he said, no, I want this kid from Off-Broadway named Dustin Hoffman. That's who I want. And they said, okay, because they wanted Mike Nichols. So, so he got to say, and of course it made Dustin a big star. It's funny. I wonder if that would have happened today. I feel like studios have changed quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I feel like if they'd w rather have the actor than they would have the director. Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it depends on how you look at it. But that's something I've always noticed. Yeah, yeah. With, with ever-changing times yeah. is that studios are more, I mean, mm -hmm. because of social media, the, yeah, no, the, the, the big lucky. stars are the... He was lucky. He got what he wanted. And he helped a man's career. <laughs> look oh, at yeah. Dustin Hoffman now. Exactly. So, very interesting thing. Well, he's an extraordinary actor. I don't see him anymore, but so I guess he's not doing a whole lot now. But Dustin's done some great movies and great character roles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you ever keep in touch with these people? Not Dustin. No. no. Some people. We did with Gene for a long time, and then... Um, with Gene Wilder, yeah. We see Ed Begley a lot. Mm. Nice. We love Ed, and he lives close by. Nice. So, I mean, it's just kind of funny because what people don't also understand is when you're on these sets, if you're not an actor, it becomes like family for a little bit, like for, for, that, bit. for that for that for short bit. time. Absolutely. And then sometimes you just, it's kind of like any other job. You, you move on to another yeah, and then, thing, yeah. and then but, but, but once in a while you, you still make mm -hmm. phone calls or you mm -hmm. see them at a party or something like that, yeah. and you reminisce mm -hmm. on that stuff. It's just, well, Bill, Bill still sees a lot of the people that he worked with in the Screen Actors Guild when he was the president. Mm -hmm. So that was, by the way, I knew nothing about that. It was a short, it was a short term, but you, you did something very important during that term. Yes. We should talk about that. You, you were the president of mm -hmm. the Screen Actors yeah. Guild. Yeah, uh, but it was a, a tumultuous uh, two-year term. And although they wanted me to do a second term, I said, no, I've had enough because I was the head of the, the guild and uh, we had a, a commercial strike about six months, which was uh, very demanding, back and forth to New York, back and forth with the producers, uh, until we got, luckily, what we were asking for. And it was a good contract, finally. But it was a, it was a tumultuous time. Painful period. It's painful. A strike is painful. Yeah. So let, let's talk some context. So first of all, again, for people who don't even know what the Guild is, it, it's, a, it's a union. It's a bunch of actors. We're talking mm -hmm. uh, people who do theatrical. We're talking about people mm -hmm. who do TV. Talking about people who also do uh, just oh, regular radio. theater, the radio, and, and, and uh, just everything. Voiceover, everything. You have New York. You have L.A. Mm -hmm. and That's what complicates it. Correct. And from, from how it usually works with these things is that money is not filtering to the actors. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, basically, there's a strike. People who are doing commercials, they were trying to throw royalties out. Yeah, the residuals. The residuals. Yeah, yeah. Re residuals. And so what happens, they came to you. Yes. And they said, uh, can you speak on our behalf, correct? They, they asked him to, it was commercial actors that asked him to run to be the president. And he foolishly said yes but the funny thing is you knew nothing, nothing. at all about this he's the worst politician <laughs> in the world 
Because he'll say things. But they know. were so needful sitting there at, at, Actors, at the del and he delicatessen. Had just, he'd just come off two big series, had made a lot of money, and he mm -hmm. felt terrible. What year him. was this? Hmm? What year was this? Do you remember? 2000, somewhere around in there. Around 2000, mm -hmm. somewhere. You did succeed. And you helped these people out. He did. Residuals they will still put out lies. So the factions, again, as for context, that's right. the factions is interesting is that you ousted a former president. Very that's popular true. guy. Yeah. And when you oust somebody, clearly there are factions that grow you within. You have enemies. Yes. Correct. And, and, and when that people started, I'd never even met. <laughs> right, right. His enemies. And they started uh, trying to work against you and so yes. on and so forth. You were trying your best to, to for their purposes. I know, I know. A lot of people should have you to think. Put it that he, way. He, he, he essentially made a lot of money for a lot of people. Which is, what a blessing. Yeah. You guys have both played a lot of character roles, right? So, mm -hmm. so probably people who watch shows in the 80s will know you from St. Elsewhere as a doctor. You've transformed into you get into another role, and people will go, hey, I remember you from this and that. Yeah. I did watch 1776. You played John Adams. Yes. Funny enough, eventually you played John Quincy Adams as well in yes. a different thing. Everybody, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I watched that movie in high school. I don't think Hamilton might have happened. Have you ever spoken to? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Lin Manuel. John Adams. Lin Manuel. Yes. Has he ever said you were an inspiration? That sh that movie was an inspiration. Yes. And Mr. Feeney. Really? Yes. So uh, he said, Mr. F you, you. He got on the phone with me. He said, "Hi, Mr. Feeney." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Seventeen seventy-six. Very amazing film, amazing play. Mm -hmm. uh, I really do love the story about Kit, uh, specifically yeah. about Knight Rider. You should tell the joke about the person who you met at like a convention who, who, asked, oh, yeah. who asked where you were. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell that story. That was so uh, good. Well, that was in London. That was in London, a well-dressed man. Uh, <laughs> and I was signing autographs. And uh, he came up and he said... Uh, excuse me, do you mind if I ask you a question? I said, sure, I was signing my autograph. He said, well, when you were the voice of the car, where were you? <laughs> Just you know, where were you in the shot? Yes, I said, you mean under the hood or in the trunk? He said, yeah. I said, no, I'm sorry, I was in a studio. You should have played that up. <laughs> I know. You should have given that guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was in the trunk and it was hot oh. in there. <laughs> yeah, if it's hot and muffled that day, it's because I was sweating really yeah. hard. <laughs> he, he was so he, disappointed. I mean, the audience sometimes alarms me at that na that. naivete, you know. I mean, but, but he it, didn't want to know that he was in a studio. But isn't that cute? Like, no. in the way, in this really weird, horrible way, I'm kind of like thinking, man. It's so cute how people really don't know no. all the little secrets. Yes. And it's not even a big, I mean, it's yeah. not a little secret, Absolutely. is it? But it's, it's just funny. Anybody would but he, know. he cares so much about that car, and so he, he thinks you're really I know, crouched I, behind. I know, I know. Well, I, I thought it was peculiar anyway. I was just, you know, doing a favor to the producer. and. But the joke was he wanted you to do like a robot voice. Yes. yes. And you did the same thing. Oh, okay. And then you just did your own thing. Yeah. Well, actually, I said no. And he said, how about Ma Bell? I said, would you just let me read it, please, with my own voice? And so I did. And that's why it works. Yes. Because it's a character. Because right. you can't do a character, uh, you can't do a, a robot, robot and, and sound all the variations that you need to, to use even as a car, you know, so. It's funny. Yeah. I, I think though, you think about it. We have Siri on our phones now. Yeah. It's not a robot voice. I always wonder if, I mean, you know how life imitates art and vice versa. 
I can't imagine that someone didn't think maybe we should just have a real voice for this. Yeah. Kind of no, like they Kit. Didn't. They kind didn't. Like Kit. Didn't do that. Well, they, he's saying maybe they did. I'm, so, I, I, I'm wondering. Oh, maybe. I, yes. I'm, I'm wondering if it was an influence. It's possible. It's possible. I, yeah. Possible. The one thing I knew you from, I grew up you basically teaching me. I'm in Chicago. I'm eating deep dish pizza in my friend's house right across the street, watching what they called uh, TGIF. It was thank, thank God it's Friday or whatever yes, thing it is. It's TGIF. Friday. And that's what I watched for years. I watched the graduate stuff later. I was like, wait, Feeney was young? <laughs> Feeney, you know, or 1776. Like, Feeney can sing and dance? No, I thought he was like a half British guy or whatever he was doing. Even the kids thought he was British. Of course. And you guys got married on screen. Yeah, we did. As, as uh, you were Dean Bolander. Those cast members, do you guys still talk? Yeah, we see them. Well, yeah. Yeah, I see you go to we, conventions. conventions. You do conventions and stuff yes. like that. We've enjoyed that. We, we just saw them uh, not too long ago in Boston. Boston. So I was looking at all the people I'd want to be on this, this interview thing. And I'm like, Betsy Randall, I don't know if you know, she's from Chicago. Ben Savage, he's from Chicago. Yes. Uh, Fred Savage, I think he made a couple of cameos, obviously the brother. And then you guys had your Chicago connections. Why didn't they just have the darn thing in Chicago? <laughs> Everybody's from there anyway. Right, it was a funny show, and it, can, mm -hmm. it actually got funnier, I would say, over the years, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, you played a huge part in that. I remember the one time that Bill mentioned that uh, you yelled at everybody. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're 13, kids. 15 years old. I used to stay in my dressing room because they didn't take this thing we were doing as seriously as I did. They just joked around, and if they messed they up, you know. So I'd, I'd only come out when I was ready to shoot. A couple of times they messed up, and I just yelled at them, you know. They were, they were You're a professional actor from New York. Just, uh, they were startled uh, that I did that. And then, of course, I smiled and said... But the thing uh, is, it wasn't very serious. No. no. He, I, I believe you winked at, the, at, at, at Michael Jacobs afterward. You were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just trying to wake these kids up a little yeah. bit. No, but the thing is, I, I, he's an interesting person. We don't watch the show and everything. I said, Billy, can't you, you yeah, know, because Michael, Michael is a very good director. director. But, but I, I said, said can't, can't you kind of help them, you know, to be a little better and more real? So he said, uh-uh. He, he said, said, I don't tell, tell them, them what, what to do. do. They, they are, are my peers. peers. When we are working, they are my peers. I don't want them to tell me what to do, and I don't want to tell them what to do. When you talk to them now, the, the kids, do they, do they ever say, you really helped me through uh, becoming an actor no, or anything like that? No. no. Oh, well, you know who does? Will does say that. Will said that. He plays Eric, the Eric, older brother. He has said at conventions, he said, I didn't learn from Billy, but I didn't. I don't know how he put it, but he said, I learned the discipline of being an actor from Mr. Daniels. He said, from just watching him the way he was, I did learn a lot, mostly about how to be an actor, how to be the discipline of it, you know? Because, see, Bill learned his early discipline on the stage. Yes. Well, he, he had to almost. He was totally required yeah. to be disciplined. That's right. You see, you can't, yeah. you don't mess around. The child actor. Otherwise, mom gets mad. Those are, by the way, some crazy stories. What you said, what you said about your mom early on is. It was abusive. It, it, when it, you're 13 years old, you don't know uh, that you are uh, being actually abused by putting you into uh, a situation 
where there is a lot of tension to perform. Sure. Uh, and it, uh, it leaves its mark on you, it really does. And my sisters, who were very talented, got out as soon as they could. And even though the Jackie played Ada Wanny in Oklahoma and all of that, they got out as soon as they could. And of course, I was, I was stuck with them. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. They could get married or something like that. I, uh, you got married too. I got married. Yeah. How long have you been married now, by the way? Sixty-eight oh. years, I think. Yeah, that's a few years. <laughs> yeah, that's a few years. I know. One time, I was doing a commercial. I was cast, and they were bringing in kids, you know, to see who would go well with me. Sure. It was a commission commercial in New York, and a little boy who they really wanted, who was just the darling little Irish, freckled kid. You know, it just looked great. And they brought him in, and he and they said, "Now do this," and, you know, and he say, mm -mm. and they said, "Honey, yeah." I thought, "Yeah, I'll get him to do it." Oh, honey, just do this and do this, and there's a, he said, mm -mm. and he he did that about three times, and finally they let him go, and we all said, "Oh, thank God, his mother wasn't here; she'd kill him." And I went home and I told Bill that, and he said, "Why didn't I have the guts?" To stand up like that. To do that. He thought that boy was terrific. Mm -hmm. Because he's not going to get jobs, and then his oh. brother will give up. Because he didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you became happy with acting because you knew you were good at it? Because, you know, people say, if you're really good at something, of course you start liking it more because... Yes, it, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I, I started, uh, oh, I don't know, getting recognition, getting some awards... Off Zoo Broadway Story. And, Zoo Story started it. Uh, and Zoo Story. And uh, I realized that it really is a very respectable <laughs> way of making a living, and you seem to be good at it. So uh, s stop questioning it. Stop saying no. <laughs> that sort of thing. But when he makes a mistake, it is so painful. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is not allowed in his, you know, no. it's because of his mother. Yeah. And when he... It is, he goes through hell. If, if, I, if I do a bad performance, I think, ah, okay. Well, let's do better next time. You know, okay. It's, it's a perfectionist in him at oh, this point. Miserable. Is it like that with everything, or is it just with acting? I don't know. How do I answer that? Yeah, pretty much. He's, well, no, tennis. He loved tennis. Mm. But he, yeah, he could lose. No, he wasn't. He just loved it. it. it Gotcha. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't that painful. Uh, but act, yeah, for him, acting, uh, if he forgot a lyric or something, yeah. it wasn't like, uh, what do you want from me? I didn't know if I forgot. It wasn't that at all. Yeah, yeah. It was like he'd go into the bathroom and close the door and not come out. Gotcha. Very painful. He went through a lot of painful years. Do you want to continue doing acting stuff on the side? Are you doing more acting? Or, or are you are you at this point you're you're relaxed and you've done your share? Or well, you no, I just. Uh, I mean, if I'm I'm not going to go audition or do any of that stuff, uh, interviews and all of that. Uh, if they want me for something, they ask for Bill, uh, and I'll, I'll look at the material. And he still if, does a lot of voice. He does know, kit a lot. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, really? Still? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and if it's they have to pay him. 
Well, <laughs> Bill won't do anything. No, no. Yeah, no, I understood. <laughs> but in other words, you're still active. I, I know you still go to the conventions and things yeah, like that. Yeah, sure, sure. But, uh, but in terms of somebody called you up right now and said, I have a role for you, you'd consider it. I'd want to see the material, and then I'd want to know the money, and uh, right. everything was okay. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes. Well, how about yourself? No. The same, except that I, 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 I won't. I'm fussy. <laughs> Understood. I, don't, I just turned down something last week because I thought it was immoral. I see. You know, I just thought, no, that's not right. That's not a horror film. That's a murder. Do you do you travel a lot? Both of we you. We used to. We used yeah. to when we not when we were young. No, I wasn't. In, I mean, I'm from Moline. Sure. I, yeah. I wasn't interested. I just wanted to work. Right. You know. But then later on, and my friends all traveled. Right. We had, all our friends traveled so much in New York and from Northwest, and then we got we started traveling, and I love it. We've yes. gone to the to Greece and Ireland and lots of places, lots of places we haven't gone. Yes. Well, we have friends who go everywhere. Yeah. Anyone ever notice you overseas? Has that ever happened? Oh, yeah. I found We're in, in Greece, Greece a, a, a bartender in a little place. Uh, so I was talking uh, English to him because he understood it. And from the doorway, I hear this voice, Kit, Kit, <laughs> I got you upstairs. You come up. North, everything free for you. I have the car with the lights on the front. I thought, oh my God, this guy's crazy. <laughs> he really did. He wanted to take Bill. Yeah, come to up Italy. north. Everything's free for you. <laughs> wow. But the, yeah. There are, there are perks of being an actor. <laughs> he gets a lot of mail, though, uh, of Mr. Feeney mail and stuff from in 1776. He gets. A lot of it's from Germany and all over, yeah, and I get it from Little House. Do they? Do they yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they? When when they send mail, for example, uh, um, if you get it from overseas, did they syndicate it overseas and and translate and dub it over? Any of these shows? Do you know? Like, is there Boy well, Meets sure. World Germany? I'm sure. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard about that? Well, I'm sure. That's, <laughs> how would we get the mail? I, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're expats. I don't know. Or you're mm -hmm. saying you're saying that they probably did a full translation. I think so. Is Certainly, it? all the movies do. Certainly, Little House. Sure, does. sure. Well, Little House is all over the world. Graduate too, I'm sure. And uh, sure, sure, sure. I'm not sure about Boy Meets World. Frankly, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But you know, we know how lucky we've been, right, Bill? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We've been very lucky yeah. in our life. And I mean, overall, it's been very lucky. We've been blessed. Yeah. The fact that you've been married. It's been a very long career, you know, um, to have uh, worked for such a length of time. We're very fortunate. I feel very lucky about it. Well, he I always said, I just don't. It's interesting because my mother didn't want me to marry an actor, and my mother had. <laughs> Was terrified, Sorry, Mom. <laughs> terrified that I would end up an old lady wandering around the streets of New York saying, Oh, there's my director. Uh, there, you know, and with no money, you know, putting a hair. Well, I, I didn't have a nickel when I right. met her. And, uh, but he always uh, said, you know. too, he said, I don't want to be old and poor. <laughs> that was his, he was terrified of being old. Her mother cool. didn't want her to marry me. Not at but all. But then when I made money. No, oh, of course, marry him now. Bill, I love you. <laughs> no, she really didn't. Want to.
thought, oh, yeah, but, thank, thank you, you Carrie. <laughs> but you know, I have now written a book, and it's complete. I haven't, I haven't settled on where it's going to be published, if it'll be there or not. When is that going to be out? When can people see that? Oh well, uh, I don't know. I hope for the spring, maybe. Okay. The spring, maybe. Congratulations on that. And then uh, there I go again. Is is Bill's book? That's Bill's book. Yeah. I highly recommend people read that. Mm -hmm. It is. A really good read. So thank you very much for, for joining us on Shiaspora, and uh, we okay. wish you the best of luck. Good. Very thank good. You. Thank you. Thank you.